Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Destroy Deshen podcast. My name is Elijah Stacy. I'm the founder of the nonprofit organization Destroy Deshen and the host of the Destroy Deshen podcast. Today, we have with us a special guest, Braden, who also happens to suffer from Deshen muscular dystrophy, um, and I'm excited to have him on. So, welcome, Braden. All right. Yeah, I'm super excited about today. Um, it's a little weird because I'm usually the host, but today I'm, you know, I have my own podcast. But today I'm being questioned, so. We'll get to that later, but I'm excited for this. Yeah, yeah. so I'm really intrigued by that. So when Braden signed up to be on the Destruction podcast, um, he mentioned that he's a podcast host and that he does some pretty cool stuff. And so that really got my attention. But yeah, let's go ahead and um, just kind of introduce you to the audience whenever. So Braden, uh, how old are you? Yeah, um, I'm Braden Coy. I am uh, 15 years old, um, almost 16. I had to think about that. That's a little weird, but yeah, I'm, fi- I'm 15. Um, I am from, I am from, well, I'm in a little town called Monroe, Washington, about an hour outside, actually, no, probably about 45 minutes outside Seattle. So yeah, there's a lot of cool things like good concerts and stuff like that around here. But yeah, I love it here. We live in like a, Monroe is kind of a farm town, I guess. So there's a lot of countryside and a lot of dairies and stuff like that and so yeah we basically live in the middle of the woods and it's like 15 minutes to the to Monroe so yeah mm. I really love where we live. Mm. Now I can already tell right now just by talking to Brandon in the first like few minutes so he has a great personality I mean he's uh really articulate you really articulate. Thank you um, you too. So Brandon so uh let's talk about uh what you like to do you know what is your hobbies um what do you find interesting about life? Yeah, so I actually have way too many hobbies, <laughs> but uh, okay. yeah, okay. basically, <laughs> yeah. So since I was like um, about three or four years old, I've been super interested in bugs, and we'll definitely talk about that a lot more later because that's my main sort of focus in life. But yeah, I really love bugs. I really love nature, but my main focus is entomology. Entomology is the study of insects, and so um I love to go outside and I love to hunt for bugs. And so uh, the, the physical um, the physical portion of that is a little bit harder for me as time goes on, but I still get to do it and I love doing it. So I love to go out and hunt bugs. Um, one of my favorite things to do is take pictures of the bugs that I find. Hmm. Um, I also like to pin them. So I have a big pinned collection, so if you go to like a museum or something like that, then they have a bunch of pinned um, specimens, and I have a big collection of those uh, that I've caught myself and all that. And then, um, so like bugs is a big hobby because I also keep bees, so that's like a whole other hobby on top of that. Mm. Um, Yeah, and so I'm really into just nature and stuff in general, and so, um, but mainly entomology, and so um and then i also love to um i also um like i said i like to take pictures of bugs so um that's like a whole nother hobby by itself because you need so like, like photography so like photography. yeah yeah photography yeah so i've got a camera and so that's a whole nother hobby because you have your own equipment for that but then also that brought me into another hobby which is just photo and video in general right so um i actually do video for really whoever wants me to do it my dad works for a painting company and so in monroe and so they're a painting company in monroe and so i do 
video and stuff of them of them painting and their houses and stuff like that mm. um yeah so that's sort of another hobby but they pay me for that that's sort of i guess a job but it's we're gonna talk about this later side, side hustle yeah side yeah yeah going definitely. On right there. got a yeah. little entrepreneur up here i love it yeah. <laughs> i love it this man's only 15 this is uh I'm going to be really honest with you. When I got your email and I was reading like how you've been communicating through email, I was like, this dude really reminds me of myself. Cause when I was yeah. 15, that's when I started, you know, destroy the shit. And that's when I got on my entrepreneur grind and definitely I, I could already tell this dude is like on it. This guy is Nels. So, yeah. um, okay. Like, um, I want to get into all that stuff too, but, um, so what grade are you in? You're, I'm assuming that you're probably sophomore, junior. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming in. I'm, I'm a coming in sophomore. So I'm going to be a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, back to my hobbies, I love board games too. So that's more of a smaller hobby, I guess. Mm. So I love to play board what games. Kind of board, what kind of, any, any in particular or? Um, you know, of course the classics like Monopoly, Risk, um, Catan, all of those. And so, um, but then I also am a big nerd, so I love to play D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, and um, another one that some people might have heard of called Warhammer. And so, um, yeah, th th those are uh, those are just some fun things that I like to do in the my side time, I guess, but I'm busy all the time, so yeah. Nice, man. I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it, man um what so how how has uh well so you mentioned that you like to play uh video games and stuff um mm -hmm. do you do you play on pc console um what do you yeah so um i have a xbox one and then um um i have our whole family is all apple stuff so we don't really have any pcs to play on and Macs aren't really for gaming. So yeah, I do Xbox, Xbox one. We had a 360, we had a Wii, um, but those are kind of older and we don't really play them, but I play Xbox one primarily. Nice. And then my brother has a Nintendo switch. And so I get to play that sometimes, but nice. How many, how many siblings do you have? Do you have, so you mentioned a brother yeah. older. Younger? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got um, a younger sister and a younger, and an, uh, sorry, a younger sister an older sister and two older brothers. So I've got two brothers, two sisters. I am the fourth of five. And so I'm the youngest boy. So oh, you got a big family, you got a big family. Yeah. And, um, and tell, tell us a little bit about them, what they do, maybe like what they like to do. Like, you know, how's your family? Like what's your, what, do you, what are you guys into as a family? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we really like to, well, board games. We love to play board games. Um, yeah. We, we just love to hang out together, cook food. We don't really go out and do things as a family much anymore because my oldest brother is 22. And so <laughs> they're, we're kind of an old, like a age group gap sort of thing. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. my younger sister's 12 and I'm 15. So it's like 12, 15. My older brother is, um, my other older brother is um, 19. <laughs> yeah, 19. And then um, my older sister is uh 20 and then my oldest brother is 22 so okay. yeah so definitely a range of ages and so yeah so yeah so we like to do that sort of stuff as a family um yeah just hang out at home we have friends over all the time we we live on property and so we live on a pretty big property so we like to do bonfires and we mm. have four we have four dogs as well so okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, what kind of dogs you got? Yeah. So I've got my dog. His name is Achilles, and he is a Saint Bernard German Shepherd mix. And he is three years old. He's really big. Yeah, but he's my dog. And then we've got Juniper, and she is my sister's dog. And she's a year and a half. And she is actually she's Achilles' niece. So Achilles' sister had a litter of puppies, and she's from that litter. So yeah, she is half black lab and then St. Bernard German Shepherd. So she's more black lab than anything. And then we've got two other dogs. There are older ones. They're about 11 and they're 11 years old and they are Max and Lizzie and they were both from the same little litter and they are, um, they are, oh my, where are they? <laughs> they are King Charles Spaniel Dash Hound Mix. So they're littler, but they just still look like puppies and they're really cute. So how, how yeah. um, do, like, has your dog, like, helped you uh, with, with the shin? Has it, you know, would you say yeah, that? So, or, or? Yeah, so Achilles is, um, so he was, okay, so we got him, a, he's three years, he's three years old, so um, we've had him for a while, and so um, he was originally intended to be a service dog for me, but um, usually the way people do that is they, do it we, we did a ton of research but it's not like we didn't do our research um but usually the way people do that is they go through um other nonprofits and they get dogs from them which is um like service dogs for the blind is one of them and then service dogs are more so from um there's a foundation i think out of florida that is called um like uh guide no no uh service dogs of america oh, or something oh, like that yeah, yeah something like that anyway but you can you can get dogs from them but mm. we didn't really want to go through that because technically they still own the dog and so if something happened then they could just take the dog back not not like they would i have nothing against that but um we chose to take the route of doing it ourselves right so we bought not bought <laughs> that's a bad word but um for uh we got Achilles, and so we originally intended for our friend. Our, our friend actually uh, trains for guide dogs for the blind, and so she does similar things as to what I would need. She trains dogs for similar things than I would need, and so we were thinking, hey, we could just get um, Achilles, and then we could have her train him, and then um, he got – and the thing about that is you need to start training them basically from birth to do that, and so – we got him at, I think, eight weeks, which is the like legal time to sell a dog to somebody else. And so it was a little bit too late at that point. And then schedules got all mixed up. So anyway, he's my dog, but he doesn't really help me physically. So mm. more of just so like, yeah, a, he is, you know, just more of a play around. Yeah, he's, he's probably more of my pet, but he's definitely my dog and he knows he's mine. So um, but it's funny when we met him, he would like, when, when we were leaving, we visited him a couple times before we got him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we would visit and then he would, he would jump up on the, the fence and like stare at us while we walk away to, um, <laughs> to leave. So yeah, he definitely knew that we were the ones and he was the big, the big guy of the litter. So he, he's, he was a big, a big chunky boy. <laughs> so yeah, he's very large. So 
Nice, nice. So, yeah. okay, okay. So I want to go back to uh, high school. How, um, how has high school been for you? Um, what's your experience with high school? Do you like it? What Any favorite classes? Um, mm-hmm. Anything you dislike about high school, like about high school? Let's hear it. Yeah, so I just finished my freshman year, um, but I'm actually homeschooled, so hmm. um, it's a little bit different in that aspect, but we actually do do a, um, I guess, co-op sort of thing it's a classical christian academy so um it's called cc that stands cc stands for um uh classical conversations and so um basically what that is is it's a weekly um organization it's a weekly um community basically and every every week we go on monday uh different communities meet at different days but ours is on monday and we meet weekly on Monday and then basically we all get together as a class so my class had um, I think eight kids in it last year so it really small classes but it's each class for each age group and so we would have one tutor for all of us and we would all get together um, uh, do class together for that day and then that would basically prepare us for the rest of the week and so we would go home and um, do all our schoolwork for that week based on what we worked on in community right so yeah that that's so sort of a co-op i mean so yeah it was a little community that we get together every week and so that goes from um that goes all the way from um like pre-k i guess all the way all the way through high school so you can graduate my brother uh lawson he's the 19 year old and he just uh graduated from cc um high school so yeah now he's going to college uh this fall so yeah so yeah it takes you all the way from pre-k all the way through high school so um my sister graduated from there and my and 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 my uh older brother that graduated from there so yeah that's what we're doing so it's a little bit different is it is still homeschool but we do do a little bit of a community it's kind of hard to explain but yeah okay okay that's cool that's cool what um any favorite topics and that you like to learn or yeah so um definitely science obviously (laughs) so i i really love learning about um how the world works and science and all that um i just yeah um and then something that's interesting about classical classically educate at classical education is that um they usually teach latin so we are uh, we learn latin all the way through and so and that's really helpful for me because latin is the language of science and so it really helps me with my bug stuff and all the all the uh, scientific names in every science really is all latin and so latin based and so all the um all the bug names all their scientific names have all latin roots and so that's really helpful for me. Um, I really enjoy Latin. Some kids <laughs> don't really enjoy it because they don't see how it, you know, it is a dead language, so to speak, as nobody speaks it anymore. Um, but um, English is based off Latin. Spanish is based off Latin. Basically every language that we use today mm-hmm. is based off Latin, right? So uh, English, Spanish, Portuguese, all those, all those languages are based off Latin. So I think it's really helpful. And um, I also started learning Spanish a while ago. And so it really helped learning that because everything is rooted off of Latin. So I'm like, oh, this sounds like this and this has the same ending as this. And so this must mean this, right? 
And so, yeah, it's really helpful for me. So in other words, my man is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. You get, you get that a lot that you're really smart? Yeah, I guess so. I don't. Oh, yeah, you do. Yes, you do. This man is really well educated. Yeah, people don't appreciate, um, you're right though, people don't appreciate like Latin, but mm -hmm. a lot of things are based off of Latin. And when you understand mm -hmm. Latin, it can really help you. Um, and, the, and, you know, a lot of words in English um, we, we don't have. You know, I was, a couple of days ago, I was talking about love, right? Uh, and love, like, you know, you could say, I love this computer. I love my parents. I love my dog. I love ketchup. And it's like, well, those all, yeah. they don't all mean the same thing, but there's, uh -huh. you know, there's different words. Um, I believe in Greek, like, you know, agape, uh, agape means like mm -hmm. love for one another. Yeah. And they have different laws for specific meanings. So no, I, I, um, I appreciate that you appreciate, uh, you know, other languages and, and, and yeah, definitely things that go unnoticed, but, um, Okay. Do you, do you read a lot? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I read a lot. Actually, the funny thing is that, um, when I was much littler, uh, I would go to my mom every night carrying an encyclopedia and be like, Hey mom, can you read this bug encyclopedia to me? Yeah. So encyclopedias, I used to read a lot. Um, I do have a lot of bug books, but yeah, I like to read, um, for fun. Um, we, I like to read a lot of sci-fi so and fantasy so i love the lord of the rings series mm. uh, the hobbit is like one of my favorite books ever okay um yeah so i, I really love those sort of books sci-fi definitely um and so for school we read a lot of books too but that's kind of a different thing i guess do you like any i mean you said bug books but is there any other like non-fiction you know maybe biographies or other things that pique your interest yeah, so uh, biographies, um, that sense, um, I I haven't read a whole bunch of those, but there's a lot of biographies from scientists that I like to read, um, like uh, stories of expeditions and stuff like that, I think are really interesting. A lot of people don't think they're interesting, but I, I really do. So um, also more like, um, I think you'd probably relate to this, but more so um like influential people in the public so like uh, elon musk has a book that one's really good and so um well he didn't write it but anyway uh yeah so books like that i i enjoy as well so okay so i do I have, I have two questions okay so one how often do you read uh just about every night when i can as long as i don't go to bed too late like if i go to bed uh sort of earlier than i can read yeah how many pages typically you know do you read a day you think uh, probably 10 i'm more of a casual reader like my sister blows through books but i'm you, not quite you highlight annotate any of that or um i they taught me how to annotate in school but i don't do that for fun right so my sister does which is amazing to me but yeah she like writes in all her books and i'm like oh, i just like, want to read it how about highlighting any highlighting or not really yeah, not when I'm just reading for pleasure, I guess. Mm, okay, okay, okay. So then my other my other question, right? Um, so I, I highlight a lot, right? And I do that mm -hmm. for fun because I I like to obtain knowledge to solve problems, and that's fun to me. So I don't know, maybe I'm a weirdo, but that's uh, that's how I like to read. But my question, my second question is, what are some of your role models, right? Like you mentioned Elon Musk, and so you you give me strong mm -hmm. um, entrepreneurial um type of vibe so do you mm -hmm. got any role models businessmen maybe or people that you look up to 
Yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is um, my dad taught me how to like uh, 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 like tithe. So uh, tithe for uh, giving, tithe for investing in savings and all that. So 10% to savings, 10% to investing, 10% to giving of everything I get, right? So he taught me the values of saving money and investing money in certain things, either investing in yourself for certain things you're working on or um, maybe investing in other people that you believe in. And so, um, and then the giving portion is for, more for donations and stuff like that. Um, donations to our church and stuff like that and so um, yeah so dad my dad really taught me the values of a good entrepreneur and so um, funny story when I was about seven uh, probably six or seven we lived in a neighborhood at the time and so I really wanted this big lego set right so it was the big death star it was like four hundred dollars or something like that I don't remember but um <laughs> so little me at the time decided I'm going to sell candy and I'm going to raise money to get this Death Star because I really wanted this Lego set, right? And so what I did is me and my mom went to uh, Costco, the Costco wholesale store, and I bought candy in bulk. And then I would put the candy boxes in my wagon and I'd <laughs> lug it around the neighborhood um, and I would sell candy to everybody in my neighborhood. And then eventually I went to baseball games for the local little league and all that. And I sold candy for about two years, um, eventually until I raised enough money to buy this Lego set. And so my mom always says, um, well, my mom said at the time, you may really want that Lego set, but what's more valuable is the lessons you've learned. Right. So I really learned about more about um, keeping money and all that, saving money and um, yeah. spending it well. Um, you can't just spend all of it. Otherwise, you'll have none left and nothing to do this again with, right? So, and I've definitely taken that into account with my academy that I run and all that. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely where I learned my entrepreneur sort of mindset. Also, role models, um, I really... Um, I really think uh, Elon Musk is really amazing uh, what he's working on and um, the way that he came from nothing. And now he's the 32nd, I think, most richest man in the world. Oh, he, he actually moved up uh, lately. He's like top five now. Yeah. He moved, oh, really? Yeah. He yeah. The last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And so I think that's really amazing about how he did that. Um, also, more people in the science realm i guess um adam savage um is really amazing okay, okay. He, he's basically just a big super nerd he's whatever every nerd wants to be <laughs> and so um yeah um i really appreciate what he does um yeah i mean other people like that um yeah i mean steve jobs was really really amazing as well um, I'm a big Apple fan, obviously. <laughs> All our stuff is Apple in our house. And so, um, but that's not just because of what he did. He just created a really amazing um, legacy about what he worked on. And so, and then that just tells people about, you know, people, people with college degrees can do amazing things, but so can people without them, right? So you don't have to go to college to do amazing things in the world and so steve jobs didn't and so i think that's really amazing um that you don't have to um it's just sort of a 
different option. And so he can, he just kind of demonstrates about, um, yeah, sort of a different path in life. The modern society definitely pushes college, which there's nothing wrong with that, but you don't have to, if you don't want to. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's different, different, uh, options nowadays. I mm-hmm. agree with you um, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, you really do sound like me. I swear, I wrote a, so when I was 15 in sophomore year, I wrote a letter to my principal and to everybody that, uh, like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, you know, continue. I was being kind of, you know, I was being kind of whiny, but I was basically like, you don't need to go to college. Why do all the teachers say you need to go to college? It's not true. We're $1.3 trillion in student debt. It's obviously not working, yeah. you know, <laughs> so um it's just interesting that you bring that up but um okay do you like any sports or anything like that or uh yeah so our family is big on baseball um my big my big brother um he's 19 he's the one that's going to college he's actually going to college in north carolina to play baseball for a division one uh school yeah yeah congratulations to him what's his name yeah his name is lawson and um he's working he's gonna yeah, he's going to play for Gardner-Webb. It's in uh, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, it's a Division One school. Eventually, someday, he hopes to be drafted. So, yeah, that would be a big deal. But, yeah, my dad's loved baseball forever. So, it's definitely in our roots, I guess. My dad played in, in um, high school. And, um, yeah, so it's a big part of our family is baseball. So, I would say mainly baseball. I'm a big football fan as well okay seattle seattle seahawks definitely okay yeah that's a local team but yeah all right um do you ever go to some of the games or do you got any favorite well do you have a favorite baseball team and then do you go to the games yeah so um i've never been to a football game i've never been to um a a seahawks game or anything like that uh but we go to mariners a while um pretty often because they're the local team um, but we also really like um, the um, the Red Sox, you know, the the Dodgers. Um, yeah, those are some of our favorites. But obviously the Mariners as well. So okay, okay, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I want to talk to you about movies and TV shows because I feel like you would have a lot to say there. You said you read the Lord of, uh, or was it what was it, what book did you say you read again? Because Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. any TV shows, any movies? Yeah, so uh, I'm, I would say I'm a movie buff, definitely. Um, <laughs> I really like to watch movies. Um, obviously, the Marvel franchise is amazing. Oh, um, I watch right super favorite superhero. I swear, if you say this right now, I'm gonna get scared. Who's your favorite superhero? Well, it's not in DC. <laughs> um, okay. Definitely Marvel, but um, I would say probably um oh man that's hard though yeah that's really hard um <laughs> i mean i really like dr strange i think he's really cool um from the from the movies and then also um captain america obviously iron man the sort of the core ones are really cool i think so yeah if you had to pick one uh uh-huh. um oh man I would probably say, man, that's that's really hard though. Uh, <laughs> um, that's really hard. Um, my favorite Marvel superhero, man, I don't know. I I think I'd have to say, 
I think I'd have to say Doctor Strange. I okay, mean, he's Doctor just, Strange. yeah. Okay. I think it's just a really cool um, character development and story arc. I guess his character is really interesting to me. I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Uh, my, mine is Iron Man, right? So I love Tony mm-hmm. Stark, like how he uses his mm-hmm. knowledge to solve problems and whatever. And um, it's actually him that uh, contributed to inspiring to start uh, Destroy the Shin because I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, wh- why don't I use my passion for business and interest in life? Uh, and, and use knowledge to, you know, do something about it. And so, uh, yeah, I really like Iron Man, but okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so any other movies, TV shows? Yeah. So, uh, movies, probably my favorite, uh, probably my favorite movie of all time. Not a lot of people have heard about it, but, um, I think it was 2011, I think, um, it's called Interstellar. It's got, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey. And that movie is, it's, I think it's three and a half hours. So it's a pretty long movie, but it is insane. It it is absolutely, it's one of those movies where you watch it and then you're thinking about it for the next two weeks straight. (laughs) Like you're just thinking about it. And then you just have to finally watch it the second time. And once you watch it a second time, you just, everything clicks and you know, oh, this is how this works. And so, yeah, really, really good. Um, Yeah. And then probably TV shows. Uh, TV shows I've really enjoyed. Um, <laughs> um, it's kind of a weird show, but our family is a big fan of Survivor. And so uh, if you've heard about it, it's, I don't remember what channel it's on, but it's been running for like 20 years and it's really interesting sort of game show. Yeah, really interesting. It's a weird concept at first, but yeah, it's really interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, we have we have Netflix, so obviously Stranger Things I really enjoyed. Uh, I would say that's one of the only shows I actually binged all the way through. Um, but yeah, I don't really watch I don't really watch TV shows by myself really. So um, it's more of a, I watch it with one of my siblings or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really enjoy that aspect of it. But I'm definitely I would say I'm probably a, more of a movie buff than a TV than a TV mm-hmm. show person. So mm-hmm. how about music? Any music? yeah music um yeah so music i definitely like more of the um alternative um alternative i actually no you know what I, I would say probably the only music that i don't love all of is rap but then again there's a couple artists in rap that i actually enjoy so i don't know <laughs> but basically everything else other than that is i love so really okay. anything yeah okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so serious question now, really serious question. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, I have to ask every single person that comes on the podcast this question. Mm-hmm. Very serious. Uh, what is your favorite type of food? Favorite type of food? Oh, yeah, man. This is important. We have to know this. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, I have real, a lot of hobbies. So I actually do like to cook a lot. I would say probably 70%. What does this man do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd probably say 70% of our dinners I cook. But <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So. Um, what you cook, man? What do you cook? I'm going to have to cut my I mean, in to get some food, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I cook dinner quite a bit. I don't cook breakfast for everybody, but yeah. Um, I cook breakfast for myself a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, for dinner, I really like to cook. Uh, I really like the Mexican uh, Mexican cuisine as well. So um, 
Yeah, like the other day I made steak fajitas, and yeah, I really enjoyed to make this. Oh my gosh, yeah, good food. Yeah, yeah, and then um, you know the classics like burgers. We have burgers every so often, but um, yeah, I just enjoyed them. I just like to make enjoyable, good food that's not too unhealthy. So yeah, nice, nice. Uh, any favorite restaurants? Maybe fast food places. Talk about mm. unhealthy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like yeah, that. we don't get we don't get fast food very often. I don't get fast food very often. Um, but I think my favorite fast food chain is probably Chick-fil-A. Um, I feel like it's a little bit overrated, but I think it's really good. So, yeah. I think a lot of people sort of overhype it a little bit, but I think it's definitely really good if you've ever, yeah. ever had it. So That's my little brother's um, favorite uh, fast yeah, food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and so my probably my favorite local is um, we've got a really good Thai place here in uh, Monroe. And so, um, yeah, that Thai place is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite from there is the broccoli beef. If you've ever had broccoli beef before. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Um, favorite genre of food, right? Like, so you mentioned Thai food. So uh, you got a favorite genre of food? Yeah, so like cuisine or... Like, what do you mean? Like, place it's from? Like, you know, or... like, Mexican, Chinese, okay. barbecue, like, you know. like Yeah, Yeah, favorite to eat, probably. I love to make Mexican. I, I've, I know it sounds a little bit weird, but I love to make Mexican. But probably my favorite to eat. Hmm, that's really hard, dude. Um, yeah, that's pretty hard. Good, man. Food is good. <laughs> yeah. All foods are good. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, probably, hmm, that's pretty hard. Yeah, probably Thai is probably my favorite. Yeah, okay. Eat, I mean, yeah. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I kind of like all foods too. Thai is a little bit harder to make though because it uh, uses some pretty obscure ingredients that you wouldn't really have laying around. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, Uh Food, food is always an important thing because mm-hmm. I feel like food is what unites people together, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But it's always good to get, you know, some good food. Any desserts? Um, so my sister, my little sister is a big baker. Like she bakes all the time. And so probably my favorite, uh, she makes, so keep in mind, she's 12. And she makes an insane cheesecake. Like this cheesecake is really really good it's the best cheesecake i've ever had but um yeah it's really good she makes it for special special stuff she doesn't just make it anytime but yeah um and then also she makes something called a um swiss roll it's like cake like thin cake rolled up with like frosting in between like a swirl yeah anyway it is really good she makes like an apple one a carrot one carrot cake one a um yeah, she can just make a bunch of flavors of that. That's really good. So I'd say that one's probably my favorite. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, that's cool. That's cool. So I want to get into, uh, I want to get into uh, the bug stuff now. Cause I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about that. So, uh, so from your email, you said that you run an educational Academy for kids. It's called mm-hmm. little dudes insect Academy. Yeah. Um, your passion is to share the amazing world of insects with everyone I can. I do this mm-hmm. through my live bug classes and my podcasts. Because I'm experienced. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so why don't you tell us about uh, Little Dudes Insect Academy? And all- yeah, so um, 
so another interesting thing is in 2015 when I was about nine, nine, ten years old, um, I've always been interested in bugs, but in when I was nine and ten years old, I that's when I got the opportunity for a make a wish, right? So um, I got uh, make a I got a wish with make a wish, and so I chose. I instantly knew I w what I was gonna do. A lot of people don't really know what they're gonna do at first, but yeah, I instantly knew that I wanted to go on an insect safari to the Amazon, and so in 2015, <laughs> I was ten years old. And um, Make-A-Wish sent my whole family to Panama for a whole week. And so basically that just exploded my love for bugs even more. And so I was pretty obsessed already. And so <laughs> I came back and I was just full of sparkles, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, was just, I was just so excited. And so I, I, we took a bunch of pictures and all that. And so... Basically, I came home and I was like, man, I really need to share this with other people. And so 10-year-old me, actually, I was probably 11 at this time, but I got home and when I, uh, when I was about 11, I decided I need to start teaching other young kids about, about what I'm learning about, these amazing bugs. And, um, and so I start, originally this started as, and I started teaching in-person bug classes and so families would pay you know I think it was like 25 bucks for a kit a bug pinning kit and then at the event um, that family of probably usually one or two kids would be able to pin their bug with live instruction from me and then afterwards we held my live bugs it was just a big bug related experience and so um, in 20, actually, no, last year, um, I did my most, uh, and I've just been doing those live bug classes ever since. And so that's my, that's where my little dude's insect academy, um, was born. And so basically I've been teaching live bug classes ever since then in person. And so, but lately, you know, with COVID, I haven't been able to teach the in-person classes. So in, uh, August, I did a in August, this was before COVID, but in August, I did um, a week-long bug camp. That was the first one I did. I would love to do it this year again in August, but I'm not going to be able to do that. So, um, But yeah, I, they came for a week, and they did crafts, and they did live bugs. They they got to hold my live bugs, pin bugs. And so- Are you like- then, Teaching them? Like when you when you say you have these, like are you, these classes, you're like teaching them like, you know- like Yeah. Yeah, so I've usually got a whiteboard or a, um, a projector screen, and I put, uh, point out all the little parts and stuff like that, and I teach them how to uh, handle bugs, how to be gentle with them and all that. Yeah, it's basically a whole art of its own. And then... Teacher, a cook, scientist, <laughs> entrepreneur, intellectual, what don't you do? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, about a year and a half ago, actually probably almost, but yeah, yeah, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Year and a half ago. Um, I started. Well, okay. This is really random and I, I sorry to interrupt, but I, you mentioned investing earlier. Do you invest too? Uh, no, not, not really, but I sort of, I, I do like set money aside to invest in little dudes, I guess. Like, okay, okay, okay. Carry on. I was just, I was not, just like, not in like, other people. I'm no. going to add that title to you, too. You're an investor, too. But, all right, but, <laughs> yeah, no, right, not right. yet. 
ahead. Uh, yeah, so um, basically a year and a half ago, I started my Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. And so I had an online presence before that, and that was sort of to connect with families and have them come to my classes. But I didn't really have any live, uh, uh, sorry, uh, online resources for them yet, right? So basically how that worked is um, they would go onto my site, not, not my site, uh, my, my social my social media, and then they would sign up for the class and all that. And so a year and a half ago, I was like, yeah, this isn't enough, right? So I need to be able to share the same experience with people everywhere, right? So that's why I started my Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. And so I have my Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast running now. Um, it's been running for about a year and a half, like I said earlier. And so basically it's every two weeks I bring on entomologists. Um, sometimes it's just me talking about a new thing in the bug world, but it's for all ages. And so, yeah, I interview real life entomologists from all over the world. We talk all about bugs and all that stuff. And basically it's just an entomology focused podcast. And so... Yeah, basically, I've been doing that since then. And then ramping up this next year, um, I haven't talked to a lot of people about this, but I'll be launching, I'll have a podcast, and then I'll be launching sort of an online um, course. So think masterclass, sort of, or, um, um, you know, an online course. And so they're going to be able to sign up, pin bugs, take pictures of bugs, learn how to beekeep, all that stuff. And so I'm going to have a bunch of online courses. And so that's sort of a newer thing that I haven't really launched yet, but I'm still working on that. And then, yeah, people will be able to sign up there and all that. And so I'm also working on a website. And so um, that's not up yet either, but that's where people can sign up. They can sign up. They can do the online course. They can listen to the podcast. They can watch my YouTube. They can, they can, just everything little dudes is going to be on that website so it's not quite out yet but that's definitely coming so yeah little dudes is just designed to teach everybody and anybody it's sort of focused towards the littler kids but the podcast is definitely for everybody and then the online courses will sort of be for the littler kids that want to do the hands-on pinning stuff and so yeah that's basically what little dudes is my goal is to teach anybody and everybody that I can about the amazing world of bugs. And then I say sort of the motto is that the um, entomology and bugs is sort of the gateway to the sciences in general. And it sort of sounds weird at first, but if you think about it, I've met a whole ton of people that started in bugs when they were really little, like six and seven years old. And then they ended up being an astronaut or they ended up being a marine biologist, right? So I say that it's a gateway to just the sciences in general. And so that's definitely true for some people. But then some people, like some entomologists that I've met, started in marine biology. And so I really think that bugs are the gateway, right? So that's really what I'm doing is I'm unlocking the gateway and I'm letting more kids access it so that they can go on to do big things, right? So that's really my big goal. Oh, from, from what it sounds like, your, your deeper meaning is, yeah, this is the bugs, but really the overall goal is to get people more interested in science in general, right? To, yeah, to unlock definitely. that passion for it. And you're just using the interest of bugs as a method to, to get people there. Yeah. yeah I love that. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's your why. That's your deeper cause. I really, I really think that's uh, – I think you are, you are onto something. So you understand 
you, you really understand, um, in my opinion, uh, business really well, because I think that if you look at the most successful companies of all time, they have a bigger overall goal. Like Apple is not just about selling you an iPhone. It's mm -hmm. about, you know, in the words of Steve Jobs, it's about um, making tools that helps enhance humankind, right? Uh, mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're definitely onto something there. You mentioned earlier that, um, that when you went on the Make-A-Wish trip, it really enhanced your interest in, in bugs, but how did you get interested in it um, before the Make-A-Wish trip? Is there any reason or are you just kind of just kind of there? Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what reason. Um, I mentioned earlier um, that, I mentioned earlier a while ago, but um, I was interested what, even when I was like three and four. So when I was three and four, I probably first noticed them. Um, and yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure why. I was just more interested in it than my siblings were. And um, yeah, so I don't really know what it was. I was just really fascinated. Like they look like little, I don't know, like the, the ants look like little kingdoms and the, the little beetles look like little robots, right? So it's just really fascinating just watching these little tiny guys that are very overlooked just do their thing, right? So yeah, I, don't, I really don't know. I, don't, I can't put my finger on it but I was just always fascinated in them. And it's probably because they're all so different from each other, just like us, right? So each bug is so different from each other that some, you don't even know if they're a bug, right? They don't even look like they're from this world. And I think that's just like us. We all look different. We all, um, we, yeah, we're all different just like bugs are. And so I think that's really the big thing is that they're all so unique from each other and they're so unique from us really. Deep thinker too. You're a deep thinker too. I could see it. You're, uh, no, for real. That's that's um, that truly is deep thought right there. And I and I once again I appreciate that. I appreciate people that can go deep uh, mm -hmm. and really, you know, not just look at things from the surface level, but kind of connect unrelated things together. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that's really cool. That's really cool that you have uh, an interest in them, that you're doing them, that you're passionate about it. Um, I think that's good that everybody finds their passion and, and does it, but it sounds like you're definitely on a roll and definitely sounds like it's, it's leading you, uh, or it's going the way that you want it to go. It's right. Um, mm -hmm. kind of pivoting a little bit from that. Um, I want to, uh, kind of get into Deshane a little bit now, uh, yeah. talk about, talk about that. So, um, how, how old were you when you first found out that you had Deshane? Yeah, so um, to put it shortly, I was I was seven, so that's actually a lot older than some some boys are. Some boys are three or four, or maybe even at birth, like they find out. So, um, yeah, my, I was at, I was seven when I was diagnosed, so that's definitely a lot older for than a lot of people. So um, I sort of lived my life like a normal kid, um, and then I didn't really care for a while because I was only seven and I was still hunting for bugs. Right. So, <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but now it's a, actually a big part of my life. Um, I'm in a full on power wheelchair. And so, um, well, I, I mean, I've, I've been in it for almost two years. I've had this chair. So yeah, but I was in a scooter for a little bit before then and all that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a big part of, it's not, it's not, it, it's not who I am, but it's, I think it's a big part of my life. Right. So huh. 
I just need a couple things to help me out. Um, I'm sure just like you do, um, you know, a special van, you know, um, yeah, stuff like that. Just yeah. little things that just every day just help me out, right? So when when did you become aware of it yourself? Though? So I'm, I'm assuming that you were diagnosed when you were seven, but like, when did you like fully understand, okay, I have a disease. Uh, this is, you know, what the disease does. Like, when did that um, kind of cross your mind? Yeah, so um, basically, um, so funny story, because um, nobody else in my family has ever had Duchenne. A lot of the time, it's carried by your mom, right? So um, neither of my brothers have it. Um, and from what we can tell, I'm a unique mutation, right? So, um, I have Duchenne and my symptoms are exactly the same, but something interesting is that, um, we were at my, uh, doctor's appointment this year. I have a yearly doctor's appointment. And so, um, it's basically a whole day, um, all day doctor's appointment every year. And so, um, they broke it down for me this year cause I wanted to know about it. Cause I think it's really interesting about the genetics of it. And so basically how your, it's not like I'm telling you this, you know all this, but um, basically I'm telling this to the viewers, but um, basically how Duchenne works is it um, basically your body is unable to produce the enzyme called um, dystrophin, right? And just dystrophin is what is used to repair muscle tissue, right? So when your muscle tears, um, it just can't repair all the way, right? So basically when you work out, you feel sore and that soreness is your muscle tearing, right? Um, and so it doesn't hurt for us or anything, but it usually just goes away, right? But it goes away for me. Like I'm not sore forever, but my muscles just don't come back all the way, right? So over time they broke down. And so something very interesting is the way that enzyme works is it reads through DNA, right? And so if you have a complete DNA uh, dystrophin strand, right, then you can repair your muscles. But basically what most Duchenne kids have, most Duchenne boys, Duchenne only uh, occurs in men, but um, basically what happens is it reads through, but usually there's either a whole sentence missing or there's an end of a sentence or um, something like that um, on, the, on the DNA, right? And so, but the very fascinating thing about mine is that mine, there are, um, so there are, I think they told me like 70 something. 79. Um, le- yeah, 79, there you go. Uh, 79 strands, uh, 70, 79 letters, they say, Excellent. in the strand. Yeah, yeah, exons. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely can explain it better. But yeah, seventy nine exons, and so, and so, um, basically, how your body does is it reads through it, and then it can produce that enzyme, right? But usually, you're missing a whole sentence or a couple letters or something. But I am missing letter seven, right? So I am missing the very beginning, right? So basically, I have no different symptoms, but. Basically, my my doctors say that I barely even have Duchenne, right? Because none of my siblings have it. My um, my uncle doesn't have it. Um, nobody in my family has had Duchenne, and they've never. None of my family has had a neuromuscular disease to begin with, right? So we're pretty positive it's a unique mutation. And it was like something like well, when I first was diagnosed, it was something like one other boy in the world had that same letter missing. 
and I'm not sure if it's number seven, don't quote me on that, but it's, it's one of them in the very beginning. Like it's really in the beginning. And so basically I have a very unique mutation. I don't think, I don't think my um, nephews will have it. I don't think my sister's kids will have it. And we don't think my mom is a carrier, right? So basically how this works is Duchenne is not carried. Well, no, it is carried. Duchenne is carried through um, the female, but the female doesn't actually get symptoms, but they do transfer it to their um, male kids, right? So, but Dane and Lawson don't have it, right? So I'm the only one that has it. So my doctors are pretty positive that I am a unique mutation. And so that's something very interesting. And that's why we didn't find out until I was seven, right? So, and I didn't have any clue until I was seven. There was one day when we were running around, I was running around with the neighbor kids and I came crying to mom and I was like, I can't run quite as fast as all the other neighbor kids, right? As all my friends, I can't run, run, credit, run quite as fast. <laughs> and so, and so she went, oh, I'm sure it's nothing big deal. But then it kept happening. And so I, we went to the doctors, I got physical therapy and they were like, oh, this is weird. We're not sure what it is. And then we were like, and then the doctors basically, funny thing, doctors told us that it was not Duchenne, right? <laughs> Which is very fascinating. And then my mom went home and then that night, the doctor himself called my mom and he was like, hey, I never call my patients about this, but I was wrong today and I apologize for that, but Braden does have Duchenne, right? So they really didn't know what it was for about a year and then that happened, right? So I was getting physical therapy. They really weren't sure what it was because again, it hasn't been in my family and that's usually the first thing they look at, right? Mm -hmm. So, um. Yeah, so that's a very unique uh, perspective on my part. I didn't even find out till I was seven. And your question was, when did you first start noticing it? When did it? you realize and like understand, like, okay, I have this disease, and like, this is what the disease does? When did you honestly, honestly, I was, um, honestly, I was probably nine. Yeah, I was probably nine. So I had a completely normal life before then. And then when I was, um, even when I was 10 and in Panama, I, um, like for the big hills and stuff, um, my brothers carried me up, but I could do everything else. Right. So there were just, I just got tired faster. That's all it is in the beginning. Right. Yep. And so, yeah. So it, I really probably didn't know until I was nine. Right. And I was diagnosed when I was seven. So, I mean, I was basically clueless for a while, I'm sure. So Yeah. But yeah, it's a big part of me now, but I mean, it doesn't stop me from doing that. So I have this power chair that I run around in my yard and I collect bugs and stuff like that anyway. And so, but yeah, it is a big part of my story. And so sometimes people stare at me or little kids are afraid of me or something, but I don't act any different. Right. And so, exactly. yeah, that's, that's key. Uh, one, yeah. Going back to it, um, cause I'm really interested. Um, because I have a similar story, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, do they say that you're closer to Becker? Like, do they think that you may have Becker? Like, are you familiar with Becker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, they haven't really brought that up. Um, so I would say no. Okay. But um, 
Yeah, but from my understanding, Becker's isn't until you're usually you aren't diagnosed until you're much older, like twenty it's years old. It's more of a milder form of addition, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it manifests itself much later. So, from my understanding, it's not until like late twenties that you find out that. But yeah, I haven't even heard anything about that. But yeah, all. For all intents and purposes, I have Duchenne, right? And I'm diagnosed with Duchenne. Like, my medical ID says Duchenne on it, right? Mm-hmm. But I do have a unique mutation of it. But I don't have any different symptom. It's hard to explain. No, no, <laughs> I have I a know, very I unique exactly. strain. I know, yeah. I know what you're saying, for sure. I know what you're yeah. saying. Um, but, yeah. Um, okay, so you, you said that you're about nine when you kind of understood that you have a disease or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. how, how did that make you feel? Did you ever feel like, oh, like... Did you take it a negative way? Like, um, did you take it a positive way? Like, how did you view it? Um, that's a hard question because, I mean, I was basically just like, it is what it is. And I'm still that way, right? It's not like I can fix anything, right? So it sort of is what it is, right? And so I'm not afraid to talk about it. If people ask me, I'm up front with them, right? So, I mean, I, I don't try to hide it or anything, so... I mean, I guess I have my days where it's a bummer, but it doesn't matter, right? So, yeah, I just, it is what it is, right? So, I I am bummed about it sometimes, but I think it's honestly, I can use it to, for anything, right? So, I believe that even if you can't walk or you uh, maybe need help breathing or something like that, you can still do something. You can still provide for your family, right? So even if you can't move at all, you can still provide for your family. That's what I believe at least. So yeah, I can't walk, but I'm definitely going to provide for my family. And I completely plan on doing that, right? So yeah, that's, I mean, it doesn't slow me down, right? So yeah. So sometimes, sometimes I have my moments of being sad or upset about it, but those quickly go away I guess and so yeah I mean I mean in the beginning I guess I had a couple I guess I had a couple um moments where I was sad about it but not so much anymore so yeah no I like that basically what you're saying is like nothing to stop you you're determined to be successful no matter what no no wheelchair no decision no mm-hmm. it doesn't matter you're going to be successful and I think that Definitely. is uh, that is literally the same mindset that I have to it literally yeah do not care what you're deriving we're going through we're going through <laughs> mm-hmm. um I love that man I love that yep. um what do you think you'd be doing if you if you didn't have Deshendo? do you think that you'd be doing anything different or not really oh that's a good question that's a really good question um I don't think I'd be doing anything different I mean I think I would be going more into the field science route but I'd still definitely be super into bugs because i was before that right so it's not like i got addicted to bugs after <laughs> sounds like a drug but no i got addicted to bugs Bug, it's not like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah it's not like i got addicted to bugs after the diagnosis right so i mean i was always into them so it's not like i'd be doing anything different i think i'd be i think i would be doing more of the field science uh field biologist sort of route but still in entomology right so i'd be doing the similar things but just a different sort of a different focus right i probably wouldn't be teaching as much as i do which i love teaching and my parents say i have a gift in it but yeah so i mean 
I think I would be, I would, I think I would be doing entomology, but I think it would be more of the field stuff that I'd be doing more of, which I still do a little bit of, but I'd be traveling more probably because traveling with a wheelchair is pretty difficult. Yep. Um, yeah, but I'd definitely be doing more field stuff. I'd probably more of lately, probably the last two years, I've been doing a lot more video and a lot more photos. So I'd probably be doing more um, like maybe filming for a nature documentary or something. That would be super cool. And I think that's something that I would do if I weren't in the situation that I am. So, but I'm completely happy with doing what I'm doing and I actually, I absolutely love it. So I don't think I would have it any other way. So yeah, I think if I didn't have Duchenne, then I would be sort of a different focus, but I'd still be in bugs. So do you think that Duchenne has made you a better person? Like, you think it has um, the adversity that you faced? Do you think it has made you view life differently? Maybe be a better, made for the better? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, definitely. I would say that. I definitely am a strong believer in that, um, I guess, suffering or difficulty equals freedom and uh, better things, right? It equals a higher mindset. Um, bigger goals, all that stuff. So I think I think it does. Yeah, I think it has. Yeah, I like I like that answer. I, I would agree with you too. I think that adversity and our suffering, um, it truly does develop you as a person. It makes you have better character. And when you have better character, you have hope that the next time that you face the adversity, you're going to be able to overcome it because your character is strong. Mm-hmm. Your mind is strong. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there anything about the shin that like scares you that you're, you're afraid of? Like, does it create any type of fear? Like what's your, you know, uh, what's your thoughts on that? Mm, Okay. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's anything like physical, like I'm afraid of anything physically, but, um, I would probably say, man, I don't know. That's pretty hard. Um, I'd probably say, like, um, man, I don't know. Um, like, uh, probably being left out of things because people don't know how to, like, talk to me or deal with me or they don't know how to accommodate for me is the big thing, probably. So, I mean, probably being left out or pushed to the side is probably a bigger fear than any of the physical attributes of of Shannon. So, um, I think that's more of... Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's that's sort of a hard question, but yeah, I wouldn't say anything physical about the disease, but probably more of the social um, aspect of it. People don't really know how to deal with a wheelchair a lot of the times, um, whether it be a building or they don't know how to use uh, certain wheelchairs and stuff like that, or they don't know how to talk to you, or they don't know how to um, uh, like uh, they don't know how to I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, they don't know how to, um, they don't know how to, um, I guess, interact with you is more of a better word, I guess. So I think people like that is probably more of a bigger fear than the physical um, attributes of Duchenne. And so, yeah, that's probably, probably being left out of things for that or not, be, not people not knowing how to deal with me or, um, 
yeah, anything like that. I'm not really afraid of the physical aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's a real, uh, if anyone chooses not to interact with you or doesn't know how to, or, you know, doesn't because, uh, because of the wheelchair, they're, they're mm-hmm. the ones that are truly losing and missing out because, I mean, you're a brilliant mind. I mean, just talking to you, you can learn so much and just pick your brain. So it's a, they're, they're really losing out. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, I, I actually feel bad for them, to be honest with you, because yeah. they, you know, you, you should want to pick someone's brain or whatever. And so, um, okay, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, move to, um, the wheelchair, right? So how did, how did losing your ability to walk? How did that, how did that make you feel? Like, how did you take that? Um, I don't think I really took it that hard. I mean, um, I actually have a couple friends who are going through the same thing. I have like a handful of friends who also have Duchenne. And so that's good to have people around you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, I, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's not like any of my brothers have it either. So like, I'm not, I don't have that aspect of it where watching other people go through it. So, um, but yeah, I have a ton of people around me that went through it with me. I mean, um, I would say that, um, going into a wheelchair before you're ready is probably a really bad thing to do. Um, and so, um, if you guys listening are like nobody with, know somebody with Duchenne or are a parent of somebody, um, just keep that in mind. Like from experience, um, from my experience at least, probably um, I would say you risk the, um, you risk getting injured. But I would say it's just better for the young life of the 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 guy to. Uh, the young life of the guy to to go into a wheelchair later rather than earlier. And if that's not something they're able to do, then that's completely okay. But I would say just um, from my experience, I'm being really careful, but from my experience, later rather than earlier to their ability is probably better than preemptively going into a wheelchair, right? So that's why I was in a scooter. A, a literal sense is why I was in a scooter. I could still walk around a little bit. I could get out of the scooter. But then once it's time for a wheelchair, it's time for a wheelchair, right? It's not time for a scooter anymore. Once you're done with the scooter, you move on to a wheelchair because the scooters really don't have good back support. Um, I was having back problems for a while because I was in a scooter um, for a while um, and I wasn't walking anymore. And so a wheelchair is probably better for that time of your life where you're um, basically done walking. And so um, I am really um, blessed to not have broken a bone. Um, I know a lot of people that break bones and then they're in wheelchairs for then after, right? So I'm really blessed that that didn't happen to me. Um, But I know a lot of people who do that as well. So, I mean, yeah, so that's how I did that. But I mean, yeah, I think that's just about it. Yeah, no, I, I would, um, you know, from my experience too, I think, you know, live your life as best as you can, live it as normal as you can. And when mm-hmm. the wheelchair is needed, then the wheelchair is needed, but don't, don't try and um, do something that's be a, not needed. Yeah, just yeah, don't, don't be a victim is probably a good way of putting yes, it. Yes, yeah. don't be a victim. I agree with that 100% a victim. 
really will hurt you more, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and it will limit yourself too. Absolutely. Um, so you want to, you know, have that mindset that no, you can do things that you are normal because you are normal, right? Uh, it's not, I'm in a wheelchair and I'm Elijah. It's I'm Elijah and, and I happen to be in a wheelchair, right? Um, that's how you got to see yourself. Don't see yourself as a person, you know, with the shin, but a person that happens to have the shin. I know that sounds very similar, but yeah, but it's different, you know, and I think you, mm -hmm. you understand that. I think you understand that. I do. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the shin. One of the questions that I like to ask people is what do you hate most about this disease? Hmm. Um, what do I hate most about it? That is another hard question. Um, <laughs> My bad. Uh, I got a bunch yeah. of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What is the hardest thing? Um, hmm. yeah, what do you hate most about this disease? What do I hate most about it? You know, I, as, as weird as it sounds and as um, weird as it looks to say this, but I actually don't hate it that much, right? I don't want other people to go through it, obviously, but I mean, it's not, I, I don't know how to say this, but I guess it's not as bad as it looks, right? Um, but what do I hate most? Um, probably, probably uh, not being able to do the same things the same way as other people do. Right. So if I'm out with friends and some obstacle comes along or they want to jump off the dock or they want to um, uh, just weird things that people wouldn't think about um, is a little bit, you know, discouraging to me because I can't do them the same way as other people can. You know, I can swim, but it just takes a lot more planning than, um, jump in the pool. than it takes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not just change your clothes and jump in the pool. It's a lot more than that, right? So a lot of people don't think about that, but it's definitely a big part of the struggle, right? Um, just everyday things that you do every day and that you don't even think about um, are definitely harder for us, right? So yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about, but things that everybody else does on a regular day-to-day -day basis, just some of them are a lot harder for us to do, right? So, I mean, that's probably the most frustrating thing is that I can't do everything and everything the same way that other people can do it. Yep. Okay. Okay. That's a, that's a good answer. It's an interesting answer. I think it's a really true answer. It's uh, the everyday thing is definitely way more of a challenge for people with the shin. It's not just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, go to the bathroom. It's a lot harder. It's not just, you know, get into your bed. It's a lot harder. It's not just jump in the pool. It's a lot, you know, so this, yeah. the everyday thing is definitely a lot harder. It's not just get in your car, right? It's yeah, not, I know. go into your friend's house. It's bring the ramp to get into your friend's house. You know, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot more planning, a lot more thought into how to do the everyday thing. Um, that's definitely, uh, for sure. Um, you know, uh, what, what is something that you would want people to understand about the shin would that be your answer you think or is there something that if you just want people to know like what would that thing be mm. um i think the one thing that people should know about duchenne is that um 
it doesn't really affect the person I am, right? So the great thing and the thing that I'm really thankful about Duchenne and a lot of neuromuscular diseases is that they don't affect the brain in any way. So you can still do perfectly fine and you can um, do really anything you want to from that aspect. So, and then another thing is probably just talk to them, right? So even with people just in general, people in wheelchairs, um, just they don't know how to talk. A lot of people don't know how to talk to you, which is sort of frustrating sometimes. Um, people don't know how to, uh, like for example, if, if I'm ordering a, um, if I'm ordering some food or something with, and I have a family member with me, like I usually do, they usually ask them for what I want, right? So does he want ketchup on that, right? And you don't even, people, I'm sure people don't even think about that, but it's sort of a pet peeve of mine is that um, they ask them for what I want. And I know it's sort of weird to um, understand, but it's just, I'm sure it's something they don't think about, but they tend to want to talk to the person I'm with rather than, the, than, than me, right? So I guess that's sort of something that you guys need to, that people should understand about just, I guess people in wheelchairs in general, we're not, uh, we're all per perfectly capable to talk to. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's not the case, right? But I think you should just go out on a limb and try to talk to them anyway, right? So I think that's my main thing is that what people need to understand is that I can have a family and I can provide for them and I can do everything that anybody else can do to an extent, right? And I can have and I can have a family and I can provide for them and I can do all those things right so yeah that's and that's completely what I plan on doing right so I you think that's the main a, thing you want to have a family one day you want to get married yeah have kids yeah definitely yeah yeah definitely how, how many kids <laughs> I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious I mean yeah we always have a plan but <laughs> that doesn't always work out so okay yeah um okay so yeah um sounds like we kind of covered covered it all when it comes to Duchenne I mean we basically yeah. talked about it all um we, we covered a lot on this podcast I think I definitely want to have you on the podcast again to talk about it definitely maybe yeah have you on with some other people with Duchenne. Maybe you can, um, you, you said that you know some people with Duchenne. Maybe invite them on. We do a, a three, a four, a five-way podcast, and that'd be really yeah. cool. Um, you just let me know. But um, uh, do you have any last thoughts, any last things that you want to talk about for this podcast? It's been a really great episode, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I think so, too. Um, yeah, so um, I really enjoyed this, Elijah. Um, guys, definitely go. Um check out all the other episodes um and then also when you're done with this episode um go into your search bar and search up little dudes insect academy l-i-l um it's not little it's little so like the rapper right <laughs> so l-i-l uh dudes insect academy and it's the little caterpillar uh uh logo and then those are all my podcast episodes you guys can listen if you guys are interested it's i don't really talk about duchenne that much um, but I plan on definitely doing it. Funny story, actually, Elijah. I was, <laughs> I was thinking uh, maybe I could have somebody on the podcast 
as like a do shed episode, right? Because it is a part of my life. And so I actually had you in mind and then you you released a podcast and I was like, oh dang, I should I should just be on his and then but yeah, maybe you should come up my yeah, podcast. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come on and then you can interview me and then we can talk about the yeah. shirt yeah. and all that good stuff. So definitely I'd be down to do it. Let's uh let's go yeah. ahead and find that. But um okay um yeah everybody go check out uh little dudes uh go listen to his uh stuff um I'm and then a- um yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I also have uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. I'm more, um, and I have a Twitter, but I would say I'm definitely more, uh, uh, I'm definitely more, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. <laughs> I'm definitely more um, active on Instagram and Facebook than anything else. And so you guys can go on there. Same name, Little Dudes Insect Academy. I have podcast, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah, and then if you guys really enjoy it, I also have a Patreon account where, um, you know, I, uh, destroy Duchenne, you guys can donate to them, but I fully intend on making, uh, little dudes a full-time job for me, so that means, you know, money, so, yeah, you guys can go to my Patreon and you guys can donate monthly, I'm not trying to <laughs> endorse you guys to spend money on me instead of Elijah, but, yeah, if you guys really enjoy that, then um, you guys can feel free to view that. But just go listen to my podcast. Definitely support somebody in the same community as Elijah and that I have uh, Duchenne. And so, yeah, I'm doing this all the time and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So, yeah, definitely go check me out. I think that's just about it. Cool, cool. So, all right then. Um, well, thank you everybody for listening to the Shredition podcast. Uh, this mm-hmm. is an with... Uh, Braden and I think it's been really good but um thank you everybody and uh the way we close this podcast is we both say complete the cure that's the tradition slogan so um, awesome so on a three two one we're gonna say complete the cure all right all right all right three all two right. one complete, complete the, cure. the cure all right thank you everybody